All right, so I'm driving this morning, and I I pull up to this red light, and or no, I'm at the red light, and this guy pulls up next to me in a black Corvette, mm-hmm. and I just I didn't even re- recognize like what kind of car it was as he pulled up, and I just like looked over, and for a second I thought it was George Lucas, like. <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, why is George Lucas driving around here? He had that same like, like not to be a jerk, but George Lucas has a big fat head. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? Really, he does. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and um, so they, you know, it had, he had the same George Lucas head and, but then, you know, when I got a closer look at him, it wasn't him, but so then the light turns green and the guy takes off like we were drag racing. Like he's racing, racing the Camry. <laughs> right. Like, dude, I'm in a Toyota Camry, which I, I, I don't think is known for its drag racing abilities. <laughs> and like, even if it is known for drag racing abilities, I am not the person to employ those abilities, you know, to activate those abilities. I'm just not going to do it. Right. But so I'm, you know, as, as he's pulling away, that's when I realized that like he's in a Corvette and he's pulling away and his personalized license plates. Says Ewok. I wish that would be even better than what it actually did say. The personalized license plate said U D L O O Z. You'd lose. Wow. And I'm like, first of all, yes, I would because I wouldn't race. That guy showed you. He <laughs> he did showed you up. He man, he made me look like a fool. <laughs> Like I'd lose because I'm not going to race. I'd lose because your car is much faster than mine. All right. But the the thing is, like we're just on a street. Who the hell cares? Like, yeah. I hope your Corvette is helping your midlife crisis. I hope that's the that's the end point of your um or or the most you know aggressive thing of whatever process you're doing in finding yourself at this point you know right and and um uh, those are pretty pretty widely associated with midlife crises right like oh yeah like buick is just for old people but you know (laughs) they're trying to stay hip but like corvettes are known for like middle-aged men who they're lost in life and they want to drive fast and yeah. Yeah. And, and like the you'd lose thing is just like taking it up another notch. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. I feel bad. We're kind of like, I, we're not identifying him. Who has that? Who has the, it's not like any of our listeners have access to the Indiana Bureau of Motor Vehicles (laughs) database to figure out. (laughs) Oh yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely a midlife crisis car. I've also thought lately that Jeeps are sort of a midlife crisis car, which is kind of disappointing to me because in the past few months I've been like, I really want to get a Jeep. I don't and think they are. You don't I, think? No, I guess I've just been. I, no, there's a just a wide age range, and like Jeeps yeah. are this like. Um, this like um cult like following i mean these yeah. people are hardcore usually i mean the like hardcore ones that like take them you know off-roading and uh, modify them i mean they're hardcore i think i, th- I think those are still who i think they're more popular r- really yeah. for like casual people i think yeah th- that that could be that maybe maybe it's just that they're so widely purchased now that I'm just seeing like a lot of people that have them and I just happen to see old guys because I never associated it and with like midlife crisis until like the past few months when I've been paying attention to them yeah. and like 
seeing a lot of old guys and and especially the past couple of weeks with it with it being nice out and like yeah. the doors are off and the roof is off and stuff and like very often it's like some you know 60 year old guy trying to recapture his youth right. or something <laughs> right i but, uh, see tons of young people with them like um you know teenagers and 20s and our age and yeah. you know, old, older but yeah yeah uh they're way more popular now i think and they're i mean they're though the um resale value on a jeep is insane oh is it oh yeah that, I mean, it makes sense yeah i mean you can like look at ones with with over a hundred thousand miles and they're still getting like 25 or thirty thousand for them Holy cow. I, it's crazy because of the things that they add on. And um, yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and yeah, I mean, I guess if they're so popular and stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just thought, God, if this is a midlife crisis car and I've started wanting one the past few months, like, right. is, that, is this just another piece of evidence that I'm entering a midlife crisis or, or well, that I'm I mean, in the I, throes of a midlife crisis here? <laughs> Technically, we're uh, reaching that age, possibly. I, I think in the next like few years. So I I know I, I know if you roll up in a muscle car, like a <laughs> like a fucking '69 Chevelle or something, I'll start worrying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you do the math, you know, if we're 42 midlife, you yeah. know, 84. Right. Well, I mean, right. in life expectancy for a for a typical male is like 79 or 80. So we're really there. Um, so you're telling me I'm past midlife now? We I'm, are, man. Yeah. We're on the downhill. I'm going to buy an L and an L Camino though. That's going to be your midlife crisis car an El Camino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? They're pretty awesome. They're pretty rare. I'll I'll give yeah. you that. When was the last time you saw an El Camino? Uh, today actually. Oh, really? That's probably why it popped into my head. Yeah. 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 Was it, was it running? Y yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. It wasn't pretty good shape. That that's dedication. Somebody keeping an El Camino running. I know. I well, I mean. <laughs> No, they're the original crossover vehicle. Really? Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. They're the original XUV. Right. That's what awesome. Are, what other um, stereotypical cars are this? So Corvettes are for midlife crises. Buicks are for old people. I like. I, I think Jettas were like viewed as aimed aimed towards the um the young female population yeah yeah well i mean there, there's a few there's a few that i can think of right away like obviously minivans just or, like the yeah. whole segment of cars right. you know um uh we were driving behind um a pickup truck that had that had been like lifted with like the huge tires and everything did it have did they itch a, have a huge, huge like ball sack on it? <laughs> no, no, but that okay. Any car that has a ball sack hanging from the back, that's a sure sign that whoever's driving that is an asshole. Like, I that is those not somebody popular. that I would. Uh, those are pretty popular like five, six years ago. I don't see many swing, but uh ball sacks out there uh i just i just don't go ahead I, I can't imagine the the like thinking behind like why you think that's it or what goes through your mind that you're like right. yeah i gotta hang those from the back right. of my car then like do you polish them i mean <laughs> do, you, do you hand like handle them real well I mean, like, gently right <laughs> And, and like in winter, do they pull up closer to the bumper? Right. 
they should sell them with two different links, like the summer <laughs> thing down lower. And it's colder, <laughs> they're higher. Yeah, you pull them up a little bit more. Give it a little, uh, little uh, unit look. <laughs> and then, like, if 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 you're going over like a really bumpy road, they like start yelling out in pain. Right. Like, oh. oh man, uh, man, I think we just came up with a new uh, a new product to sell. Right. Um. But yeah, so like that lifted truck, we we were behind a lifted truck and my son Brian saw that and he's like, why would you want to do that? You have to be an idiot to want to do that. And I, I don't know if you have to be an idiot, but you have to really be into your truck to want to be able to do that. And it's a, that's a very specific thing, you know? Right. Like right. I'll, I'll, I'll say that there's probably a function like the person that has it lifted likes it obviously and maybe that's the only reason why but i'm sure that there's some like functional purpose if they like wanted it to be functional i don't know yeah yeah i don't i don't know i don't know either and that's a little bit different because that's that's like a modification of the truck like they're not making you know, that's different than the Corvette. The Corvette's intended for midlife crisis guys, right. whereas the truck, like the people are modifying it to make it, make it that way. Right. But, but like, and then there's cars that I just associate. I don't know if it was ever intended, but like, you know, back in high school and like our college days, like the Dodge Neon. Oh yeah. That was, that was a girl car mm-hmm. for sure. Or the, what are those, the, uh. Mitsubishi 3000s or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Pontiac uh, Sunfires. Sunfires, yeah. yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, there are there are some of those. I But I don't look at, like, you know, a Honda Accord or, um, I don't know, any, a Kia Sorento or anything like that, you know, these days and think and have any like strong associations with anyone. Right. Um, although I will say since our conversation a couple months ago about how Buick is an old person's car, mm-hmm. every time I see a Buick, I always look to see if it's an old person <laughs> driving it or not. Right. A lot then of time they, it is, but not all the time. Then if they look young, it's just a Halloween mask. It's an old person, really. <laughs> or it's it's somebody old inside right right like um they have an old soul yeah well we we won't mention the kid's name but there was a there was a kid in the uh when you and i roomed together oh hell yeah (laughs) we fucking spotted him the second we walked into that like uh meet and greet Yep, yeah. for sure. And yeah. the rest of the year, we uh-huh. had numerous evidence, numerous pieces of evidence yeah. that proved that. Uh-huh. That he was but I even, like an 85-year-old man in an 18-year-old's body. Yeah. Yeah, but we even, like, at one point, even, like, the way he bent his elbows when he walked. Right, yeah. He looked, he looked like an old man. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's he's definitely driving a Buick. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he probably had one back then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably, probably. Get it took off. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Here's a talking talking of like old 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 things, and so there's a question I have on whether something is obsolete and like serves no purpose so yesterday i'm mowing the lawn and uh uh, the lawnmower is loud and obviously and i am i am in my backyard okay and i finished uh, mowing maybe this was friday actually and uh yeah friday and um i turn the mower off and I just hear this like heavy machinery coming from the front yard area. It's like this, like just 
blowing and loud engine and i was like the fuck is that i'm like looking up thinking some like black hawk helicopters like hovering over me (laughs) uh there wasn't so i walk up to the front yard and it's a street sweeper oh so what and i'm watching it it kind of makes me you know think of when they would use them on midway drive like once once a month and um no, no, I watch it and I'm I'm just thinking like he's so <laughs> I walk up to the part where it's wet by my driveway and it looked as filthy as it had earlier. <laughs> so what why why are street sweepers used? What what is what is still the purpose? I mean I can get behind a street sweeper in new orleans because of the filth and the vomit shit and piss or whatever (laughs) okay and i mean that's totally cool but the street sweeper here i'm just not wondering the the justification of it i have been thinking the same thing for a long long time and i've actually meant to bring it up on here a few times over the past few months when i've seen them i don't to me it always seems like they're just like pushing dirt around yeah and like are they really sucking up any dirt you know or are they just like trying to get get like big big chunks of whatever like out of the you know curb away from the curb so they don't get stuck in the drain or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the purpose of them are, but I agree with you. Like, it doesn't seem like they really do anything. I mean, like, tell me if like, if somebody works for the city of whatever your city you are, tell us what the purpose is other than like, if you're in a metropolitan area, I don't want to hear it because I mean, that's obvious why, but like, my neighborhood <laughs> I, I, really I really don't think it's helping out much okay? yeah I, mean, I just and it just looks like a stream of water a big rotating brush and it's just it's just making the concrete wet right and, and is it even done. like sucking up any dirt or is oh, it just hey. blowing everything around yeah. sweeping it pushing everything yeah. around you know yeah, yeah it's and, strange Right. And then like, as soon as it's gone, mm-hmm. you know, it it might push all that stuff away from the curb, but then as soon as it's gone and like wind or water or something is just going to wash it right back to the curb. If you're not like actually sucking it up off of the ground or whatever, you know? Right. I probably back years ago, they had a function like a more pertinent function. It, it was like yeah. needed when people use like fucking chamber pots or i don't know i mean but like yeah today it's there's just no need it's just a fucking waste of time that's hilarious we watched um back to the future three the other night oh yeah oh yeah the uh the bastard of the trilogy (laughs) yeah I think I've I, I think I had only seen it like once or maybe twice before, but I I didn't really remember anything other than the end where it gets hit by a train, where the car gets hit by a train. Like With the, I was surprised um, how racing, unfamiliar racing the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh no 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 that yeah that's that's at the end. Okay, but um, but yeah it the. It, Right when he comes back, it gets hit by a train uh, on the tracks. And then late, then right after that, yeah, he's racing. Is it all the Chili Peppers? I just recognized Flea was yeah, driving. I, I thought Anthony Kiedis was in there also, but I could be misremembering. It could be because I, like I said, I just, I, I knew it was Flea. And Flea was in the first one, too. Um he plays Needles, who's part of uh, Biff's gang. Okay. 
and I, I knew him in the first one and I knew that he was in the third one, but I, and so I was like looking for him, but I didn't even, uh, I didn't even look at the passenger. So it might've been, I don't know. And other than, uh, other than those two, I don't even know any, I wouldn't have, well, Chad Smith, right? He's in the chili peppers. Yeah. He just yeah. would have looked like Will Ferrell because they look like the same person. Right. And uh, that came out in 89. Did it come out in 89? And if it was 89, it would have been John Frusciante. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was 90. Yeah. I think it was 1990. Yeah. Um, so how did your kids rank the trilogy? Uh, in, in order that they came out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And which I, I agree with. Yeah. Um, you know, one is just such a classic and two is, is pretty damn good too, but it doesn't quite measure up to one. And then I think there's a significant fall off to three. It is. It is. I like, like part two and I know that we just talk about this. I just love the, the, um, the uh, alternate universe in part two. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Three. When you get to three, it's just, it's just a lot to process. Cause like, you know, he went back and then he went to the future and then he had to go back to the past. Right. And here he, you know, he went, he went to the past and then doc went even farther to the past and you had like two two alternate realities before he went to the past. So now is there like a third reality? And it's just like, okay, this is, this is getting to be a bit much and a bit like you almost just, you can't think through it too much because it's just too, like you can get bogged down in it pretty, pretty easily. So just kind of accept it and watch it for what it is. You can fucking teach a college class on that. You probably, you probably would and wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You probably could. Well, I have this theory that, um, time travel will never be possible and it just isn't possible because if it were possible, we would know about it. Somebody would have come back and told us. Uh, maybe they have. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess everybody in, in Hill Valley in 1955 didn't know that Marty was there. Right. So, um, are you, are you, do you have a confession to make here? I mean, have you talked to somebody about time? Have you been visited by somebody? Um, not yet, but I was talking to myself from, from 1984 the other day. And that's pretty much how I know. You were talking to yourself. Yeah. Brian from, from 1984. He he came and visited you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet that kid was a little bastard. He was a fucking irritating asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking wouldn't shut up about GI Joe and He Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it was hyper- did you send him back to the future? Oh yeah. Yeah, he won't ever come back. (laughs) Um, Well, do you feel any different? Like present day, Brian? Because that had to have had an effect, right? Right. I mean, I'm much more calm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What would you do if... if, uh, like 80, 80 year old, you walk into a restaurant you were at and you're like, <laughs> holy shit, I fucking know that guy. Maybe that's all like deja vu and that sense of, man, I fucking know that person. What if it's you? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I breathe, breathe a sigh of relief that I made it that long. Right. Cause like, I always have this, you know, I always have this worry that, you know, this is going to be my last week or something, (laughs) you know? So like the fact that I made it that long, that, that will be the first thing that I think. And then the second thing will be like, 
oh shit, I made it that long? Like, what the the hell? Then, I mean, what if he drove off in a Corvette? (laughs) (laughs) I'd look at the license plate to see if he had the presence of mind to come up with something cool. Yeah, that'd that'd be uh, that'd be awesome. A- ask him if he's uh, if if he's using the flux capacitor to uh, to cut across time. Um, or would it be more unnerving to see the young you or the old you? Probably the old you because you don't know what the old you looks like. Right. Yeah. The young you, it would just be like I a flashback. Mean- critical of the like old old me because i swore i wouldn't wear like polyester pants ever so <laughs> like if i like strolled in and like polyester pants and, and just like was like out of shape and shit i'd be like what the fuck dude you're such a disappointment like <laughs> could you age gracefully <laughs> And then he would have to like, he'd have to set you straight and like, be like, Hey, you know, it doesn't always go as planned and shit happens. Right. And, you know, lay off the sauce asshole and you'll eat. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, I've had a few instances in this new place. One of them just the other night where I'll be like laying in bed at night and like just about to fall asleep and then have this feeling that there's somebody here watching me. Holy shit. Or think that like, I hear somebody like walk in the hall or something and happen more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd say probably three or four times. Okay. And, um, so much so that the other night, um, I got up to check it out and like got up, turned all the lights on, walked around, opened closet doors, like looked everywhere. And like, you know, there wasn't anything here, but it was, it, it was an intense feeling and it's not something I've ever really felt before. Right. So, I, I mean, I don't know it. I don't, I don't want to invite anything, but you know, it's a new place and it's, um, you know, lots of people have lived here before, I'm sure. So, well, uh, the other, other two times, was it when you were in bed? Yeah. Yeah. It's always when I'm about to fall asleep and, um, I, which is really odd because I'm usually, uh, I usually fall right to sleep. Like it doesn't take me long to fall asleep at all. And I've started listening to music when I go to sleep again. And just like the old days, just like the old days. Yeah. And, and like, I don't, I don't even make it through a song. Like I'll, I'll turn on music. I'll lay down. And before that song's over, I'm asleep. And usually like before the song's even halfway over. So the fact that I'm still, that I'm awake enough to, or that maybe I'm like asleep at this, like rouses me or something. Right. You know, the the presence of somebody here. The like logical, no, I wouldn't even call it like logical, like the, you know, the experts would say that you, that you are dozing off your, brain right. is going through that stage but you know i've no i i know for a fact that i have been awake and i've had shit like that happen yeah i know i my eyes were were open i was processing everything and i've had those feelings um, yeah but yeah it's- that's it's really unnerving, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I haven't, <laughs> I luckily my kids aren't, haven't been listening to the podcast lately. So I have to be sure they don't hear this episode because right. I don't want to, I don't want to freak them out or, you know, have them think that crazy shit's going on here. But 
Um, you have to fucking was... check for things that are like moved around. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> there. The other night we had um, I, we had a jar of pickles that we we had sandwiches for dinner, and I had a jar of pickles on the counter, and. I was trying to put the pickles away and I couldn't find the the lid of the jar uh-huh. and like, nobody, everybody swears they didn't do anything with the lid to the pickles, but it's nowhere to be found. And I, you know, not something a ghost would probably mess with, but that's what, that's where my mind went shortly after. Like did, who, the, who messed with the, who, who messed with the jar, who messed with the lid, you know, but um, I don't know. I'll let you know. Maybe I'll set up. Maybe I'll set up a microphone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like take it a step farther and put a video camera out and like spread flour on the floor to see if I can get some footprints. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> no, man. I I don't want to know. You don't want. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I just got in this place. I'm relatively settled. It feels normal. Like (laughs) I just don't want to rock the boat. Like that's like I got up and walked around the other night, and it didn't take much for me to talk myself out of. Oh, you 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 were just falling asleep. You you know, like you're basically dreaming. And like, I mean, you know, if I wake up, if I have if I have a dream and think that I'm rich, I don't wake up and check my bank account. Like (laughs) I'm not rich. So I, you know, just let it go at that and hope, hope that, uh, that it does, you know, that's where it stops. It doesn't become any more than that. Right. But we'll see. Um, I listened to an old episode of WTF today from 2012 with Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. And he was talking about how he's an, he's an interesting guy. Like he, his career started, he, he grew up in California and he would make these parody songs and he would send them to this radio guy, Dr. Demento, Mm -hmm. who would play his song like unsolicited, but weird. Al would just send him these tapes and Dr. Demento would play them on his radio show. And weird Al like gained a following just from Dr. Demento playing these tapes. And his first song that like a lot of people knew was um, based on another one bites the dust. And it was called another one takes the bus. And like he, he sent it in. And then like within a couple of weeks, like people at school were telling him that they had heard the song and like, like it was just really catching on. And um, so he, he, Weird Al told this story about how, like, in the mid '80s, like, he, just after um, "Just Eat It," mm-hmm. the parody of not just "Eat," is it just "Eat It"? I, I don't know. Whatever the yeah. the Michael yeah. Jackson "Beat It" version <clears throat> parody, it's "Eat It," right? Right. Um, that was big, and he was at some party for uh, some movie premiere for Paul McCartney. And he saw Paul McCartney and he wanted to go up and just tell him that like how much he loved him. And he went up to him and Paul McCartney said, Hey, it's weird Al. And like Paul McCartney knew him. (laughs) And he said that that was the first time ever that he was like, like he wasn't that big, but it was the first time that he realized that like, Whoa, people actually like know me. Like how does Paul McCartney, one of the Beatles actually know me? But he said he's still surprised when people know him. And I just thought, isn't he one of those people? Like, he's not a huge mega superstar, but doesn't everybody know Weird Al? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? like yeah. I mean, he he's... He's pulled on... Like, he... he He's been relevant for fucking 40 years. Right. Yeah. And, and like he, um, he just, 
even if people haven't like really listened to his stuff, mm-hmm. like you know him somehow, right? You know, and like I, so I, I just kind of want to go around st- and start asking people, like, do you know who Weird Al Yankovic is? You know, it's <laughs> like a cross section of people, and be like, do you know who that guy is? And he was talking about how it's really interesting because he he only releases an album every few years, mm-hmm. and um how it's you know whenever he releases an album it's always like young kids that find it and like you know 12 13 14 year old kids find it and then they're amazed to find out he's got all of this other stuff too you know so he said that he sees like a spike in all of his past catalog because people are always rediscovering him sort of but he he said that also at his shows there's so much like you know so many uh, such a wide variety of people because he's been doing it for 40 years mm-hmm. so you have people who are literally like grandparents now that are bringing their grandchildren their kids and grandkids to the shows right. and you know he he can he can play to all of those people but i mean you're right just you know being relevant for 40 years there's not many people that can say that right and, you know, even like if you think of the people that had huge hits in the 80s, like most of them aren't still around. You know, very few people have transcended time like that. Mm-hmm. Surely many of the people that he has uh, parodied. Like, and, uh, and, and I mean, he's. It's almost like if there there are other parody people out there, you're just like no that's a weird owl ripoff which is right because weird owl just takes other people's songs I, I i think he does original songs also yeah he said he said that he's he's released about half and half half parodies half original right and mark Marin asked, so how 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 many of the originals have been hits and he said none right. never not one <laughs> like he said it's only the people only really like the parodies right. like that's what people really get into like obviously his hardcore fans like the originals but like for something to become a hit it, you know it has to hit a, a wide section of the population and that's just the parodies people just want to listen to those but um and you know, he also asked, he also mentioned, because Weird Al said, you know, tons of people do song parodies. And Mark Marin said, well, like, like who? Like, you're the only one that I know of that does what you do. And he said, well, I'm the only one that's successful that does what I do. But if you look on YouTube, like there's a million people on YouTube doing exactly what I do. And he's right. Like YouTube enables that, you know, like people can do song parodies rather easily on there, but nobody nobody like weird Al, you know, nobody that freaking popular from doing it. So, um, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, somebody with such staying power would think that he wasn't, or, you know, would be surprised when he's recognized because I'd be more surprised if he wasn't recognized. People know. I, I wonder if, if, uh, uh, if Paul Cartney was worried that he would want to use one of his songs. You know, I I would think at this point, like it's, it would almost be like a badge of honor to have him use one of your songs, you know, like, I don't know that. Well, going back to back to the future, I, uh, I read this little tidbit where, um, cause you know, it takes place in the old West and when Marty McFly goes back to the old West, they ask him what his name is. And he says that his name is Clint Eastwood. Okay. (laughs) And they said that they actually got Clint Eastwood's permission to use his name in the movie. But when they were asking about it, they were like kind of nervous because they weren't sure how he would take it, but that he, he had liked the original back to the future. So he was kind of honored and, and, liked having his name in the movie so they had to like ask him to use did they ask out of respect or yeah i think it i don't think that they necessarily had to i think it was just like you know we we let's you know the guy's so awesome let's get his permission or whatever but 
Um, Did he just answer, yeah? <laughs> Man, talk about a guy who's been around a long time. Yeah. I just I just saw, uh, he's on the cover of some magazine this week. He's turning 90. Holy shit, 90. And he's still making movies. I mean, he made... Uh, he made something last year. I, re- I think I can't remember what, but he's been, been still making, still directing movies and stuff. So still kicking, man. So see, he wasn't, he wasn't in midlife yet at 42. Or yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was almost. Yeah. But I, I think he also, I don't know if he's still married, but I think when he was like, 75 he was married to like a 30 year old or something so um yeah he was divorced in 2014 yeah man diana ruiz who, who who's or dina ruiz who's 54 right now so yeah yeah 54 and he's 90 so 36 year age difference can you imagine getting divorced at 84? Jesus. Like, do you even care at that age? I, like, I she, she must have been the one that wanted the divorce. Because right. at that point, he's just got to be like, all right, whatever. Right. Or or unless, unless like, so that was six years ago. So she's like 48. If, if he's like, oh, geez, she's getting old. I got to find somebody <laughs> younger. <laughs> you know? I got to upgrade. <laughs> she just doesn't look as cute as she used yeah. to. <laughs> Everything's sagging. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Man. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I hope she got, I hope she got, you know, a sizable amount of money from him because well she you, uh remarried a couple years after oh did she yeah well hopefully she she found somebody a little younger a little closer to her age 50 yeah he, she, she's uh married to uh to a former australian basketball player ah okay He's uh, 56, so, yeah. Okay, so much closer. I always wonder those, like, big age differences like that. Like, yeah, I mean, how I do you get... To me, I mean, like, a big age gap is, like, 20 years or more. If it's, like, 10, 15 years, I think that's fine. Well, I mean, whatever is fine. I mean, I mean, if you want to, yeah, hook up with a ninety-year-old, have at it. But uh, <laughs> right, I just like always wonder, like, what, what's the draw of uh, if you're like, you know, our age now, and you're hooking up with an eighty-year-old. I mean, that's like I right. said. I mean, if that's what you want to do fine it, it, it just, right. I, the 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 uh um relational sh- the uh relationship logistics make me curious <laughs> to put it lightly yeah 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 but you know that goes back to that guy at vu who just always seemed old you know so Maybe he should have been with somebody 30 years older than him, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I... The, I guess it, the, the, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it like, could you imagine making that with an 80-year-old, though? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like... <laughs> no, I couldn't. Like, it's one thing to want to be with somebody, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, the physical part jumps in. And you're like, right. you know, if you're 42 and you're 
with an 80 year old which i'm sure they are out there and that's awesome that's cool but like do you when you go to make out or something is like that's what's getting you moving is <laughs> i do think that i don't it's, know do you think it's less prevalent for it for the woman to be older than the man no, I think I think we have to look at it not from a pop culture light of it because what's portrayed in like like media are these famous these Clint Eastwoods, these Billy right. Joel's where they're fucking 75 years years old but they're hooking up with like 28 year olds like billy joel like he, he's been a classic case of like going like 30 years younger right that guy's wildly talented and he's still great but he's ugly so <laughs> what is what is the draw is it like because he's Billy Joel, it's not his body, it's not his right. characteristics. So yeah. So I mean it like take the um the like media, the non-real people out of it. I think it's there are many many older w- women out there with younger men and uh vice versa. I think yeah. it's, it's just no, we don't have the like the like the actual numbers, right? So, well, I don't know where my age cutoff would be, but it's definitely south of eighty. Yeah, <laughs> mine's probably like seventy. I mean, how, how, however old, old uh, Linda Carter is, <laughs> or or Gene Seymour. Well, I I even think that like um just just like the non-physical like day-to-day stuff of like you know, I I just like being able to relate to the same things throughout your life and have like roughly the same timeline of memories, you know. Like I I don't I don't even know if I would want to be with somebody who like you know, is like seven or eight years older than me and just had like, was already old by the time, you know, like somebody who, who, I don't know, was like, was already, already was like out of college and had a life going when I was in high school, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's still like 15, you're still within the same not, right like, yeah technically like not the same like generation maybe but like so i mean i look at friends i have that are like 50 and older and we're talking and the only time it comes up as they're like older is when they look at me and call me call me an asshole or being younger, or just like teasing, okay? But when we're talking, whether it's male or female, there's similar experiences through basically the, the, like, same era. Like, I mean, you know, I've got a few friends that were born in the 60s, like mid-60s and late 60s you know they were they were born during vietnam and then later disco but like overall when we're talking and hanging out there's a lot of relatable things to yeah to where it doesn't seem like we were we were that far far off in age Right. So, yeah. 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 I, and I guess, I guess the longer that you're with, the longer that you have a shared experience, Mm -hmm. that helps too, you know? Right. 
but like just thinking about like somebody who's like just meeting somebody who's older now and like they've had I don't know. I I can't even put into words what I'm trying to say. Like just somebody who has a different experience has, has, has already experienced the years that you haven't yet experienced. So somebody who's already like lived their forties and you, you're not even through your 40, you're just beginning your forties, you know? Um, I, maybe it doesn't, maybe it just never comes up. I don't know. That's just, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it doesn't, come up like that yeah i mean and yeah probably not. like unless it's like specific to a to some interaction right uh, yeah but like i think overall if you're you know into the person you're you're right into them and i and i guess like, like we all have yeah. these kind of like touchstones with people that like if you see eye to eye on certain things then that's fine. Right. You know, then the rest of it doesn't matter. Or if you don't see eye to eye on certain things, then it doesn't matter if you're the same age with the same experience and everything, you know, some, some, some obstacles are just too much to overcome or whatever. So. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. After, I, after uh, talking about this, I guess my new cutoff is 80. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see. That's into it. (laughs) (laughs) That's thirty-eight years older than us, right? So that would be somebody who was our age when ET came out, right? Wow. So they were older than us when they saw Back to the Future at theaters, right? Thirty-eight years. That's a long time. Uh, Eighty. Let's see how old is. Yeah, I, I think I think you would end up reconsidering that when the when the time came. Right. You know? Well, uh, let me look at this. So, Sophia Loren is eighty five. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but are you are you looking at a picture of Sophia Loren now, or are you looking at a picture I'm, of Sophia Loren when she was like sixty right now? Um, a picture of her taken recently? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of weird surgery there. Yeah, I'm sure. Here, I'll go back five years. So if I pull her up from 2015, which would make her 80. Uh, yeah, yeah, why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not? <laughs> well, I was shocked to find out. I think Jane Fonda is 80. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and she, like, I, I, I just don't think of her as being that old. But, like, when you think about her life, like, obviously it makes sense that she's that old. But she was on the WTF podcast, like, I don't know, a year or so ago maybe a little bit more than that. And she was saying that she was 80 and it like, it make it made me feel old that she's 80 and, you know, but you know, I like Jane Fonda, but like I said, my, my cutoff is well, south, <laughs> well South of 80. Well, I, yeah. I, that would be okay. I think Jane Fonda. 80 Jane Fonda, 80. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking Helen Jones and Island 80. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are probably two vastly different 80s. But, you know, to be honest, those were probably two vastly different 40s also, you know. So speaking of uh, like age or whatever, so... So I watch a few more cheers on like Thursday. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And um, Cliff, John Ratzenberger, always, yeah. always seemed older. Yeah. Because I, 
maybe it's the whole like mailman. He he was kind of like heftier. Like he had like green hair, but he was thirty five years old when that show came out. I thought the same thing. And he looks I, like he's in his fucking mid fifties. Yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing because um, when because he's I I see him. Every once in a while, like um, he had this show on the History Channel or something a few years ago. And I thought then that he looked almost the exact same that he looked when he was on Cheers. Like he still looks like he's in his 50s, you know, but he's obviously like 30, you know, he's in his 60s now or, you know, probably close to 70 now. But yeah, back then, like he just he's just one of those dudes that always looked old. Yeah. And, um, I, I might've mentioned this before, but George went who plays Norm Peterson on the show is actually Jason Sudeikis's uncle. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and like Jason Sudeikis, like went to, um, see him on the set of cheers like a couple times and um like still helps him out you know when he was first getting started helped him out with like hollywood like not really getting jobs or anything but just kind of like helping him out with you know how things work and stuff but <laughs> like i swear to god i now like when i'm watching that i i see like some jason sudeikis in george went like they obviously, you know, are two totally different kind of people. And maybe I'm like making it up in my mind, but like sometimes when George went is doing something, I'm like that. He, he kind of looks like Jason Sudeikis when he's doing that. So watch it now and see if you see the same thing. Okay. Well, in addition to Cliff Clavin, just being old. Right. Were you still working on season three? The uh, ones that you watched? Yes. I'm, I think I am I am approaching the last several episodes of season three, I think. Okay. So yeah. Those are those are the last ones with Coach. Right. Right. Um the so I'm we're I think we watched three, four, five more episodes of season three, and um I'm not really impressed with season three so far. So we'll see if it, if it kicks it up a little bit, but um, so far I agree with you that it's, it's a little on the disappointing side, but maybe, maybe it'll rebound. Maybe they killed off coach because they knew, they knew they needed some fresh blood in there. I know. And and it is, does Woody Harrelson is on there right away, but does, Kirstie Alley come in? No, I think Kirstie Alley's still a couple years away. I Five think. Five or six. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Shelley Long's on there for like five years. So I think there might be, yeah, like two or three more seasons okay. with her. And then Kirstie Alley is on there. Um, But I think they play it up as like Woody is Coach's grandson or something. Oh, okay. Cause like they, you know, he's the same kind of character. He's the same kind of like dumb, like, you know, endearing character, but I don't know who knows. All right, man. Are you drinking anything now or no? I am drinking, uh, ice water now. Good job. What kind of ice is it? I will. I mean, thank you for asking. It's plain (laughs) ice and it's, Making this water extra cold. So, uh, yeah, definitely of, uh, it's definitely doing the job of, uh, making my mouth happy and my water happy. So laying ice. (laughs) Not, not just for alcohol. Exactly. It's for anything. I mean, I mean, I've had water. I've had, uh, I think a few weeks ago, uh, I had a Pepsi or Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's, it's you no know, versatile. Every time I walk, tomato juice, if you want. 
<laughs> Every time I walk past the Home City Ice Cooler at the store, I just kind of shake my head. I know. it's I, Why they're in business even, why people just like give up and say, oh, whatever, I'll just buy some uh, home, home shitty ice. <laughs> it baffles me. You're like, why even try? Why, why even bother putting ice in your drink? <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode, episode number 45. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, probably, you're, you're not going to get an El Camino before then, are you? Nope, I'll be good. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I definitely won't have a Corvette and uh, hopefully neither of us will have an 80, 80 year old either. So uh, we should be mostly the same on Thursday. Thanks for listening and uh, come back then. Bye-bye.